Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Please be advised that Little Miss Recap contains adult language. Hey everyone, just a quick trigger warning before this episode, we do talk about eating disorders, disordered eating, and there is a lot of talk about diet culture. So if any of that stuff affects you, you might want to skip this one. Thanks and enjoy the episode. Welcome to Little Miss Recap, the podcast where we rail against diet culture. Yeah, Charlotte, we're talking to you. Fuck you. Fuck that. Anyway, uh, I'm Amy Archer. I'm here with the lovely Leslie DJ. We are here to bring you, and just like that, season two, episode eight, 100 years ago. We are late because I was gone away, but we are ready to, to weigh in on this very controversial episode. Yeah, I I saw the internet like spark up. There were so many debates and people pulling quotes from past, you know, from like the original series and different things and saying like, how can she say this? It's it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. We'll get there. We'll get there. And then I listened to the Writer's Room podcast. I got a lot to say about Michael Patrick King. (laughs) Why do you hate him so much? He has such, here's what an ego he has. Okay, now. You're a writer, I'm a writer. We've Mm -hmm. been in circles where we've come up with an idea or something like that. He always has to claim that the ideas are his. So like they're in this conversation and one of the women goes, when you came up with the idea to have Aiden and Carrie get back together, and he goes, me, me, Michael. Michael." Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, dude, 
fucking calm down. Yeah, like, because he's a man and he needs to take credit for everything. Also, I am fresh off my second viewing of the Barbie movie, and men suck. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't see it yet. It's so good. I saw it for the second time. It was. I can't amazing. wait to see it. It's I'm so gonna funny. get there. I just. Uh, I, I'm just back from Canada. It was my first time in Canada, and I loved it. Oh, I want to go there so bad. Did he get to see Trudeau? Is he still prime minister? Um, Did I get to see Trudeau? I just broke him and his wife up while I was there. They literally Thank announced you. they were getting a divorce on Friday and I was there. <laughs> Seriously? Did that happen? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. So he's up yes. for grabs? Should I move? He's up for grabs. Yeah, <laughs> you might want to. Let me tell you something. As somebody who has spent some time in New York City that I'm familiar enough with it, I have not spent time in Chicago, and that's where they say Toronto is mo- more like Chicago in size and stuff like that. But imagine a New York City, Leslie, where there's no horns honking. There's not police on every single corner. Mm-hmm. Nobody's yelling at each other. What about the rats? It, it was so weird. No rats. Oh, my I God. Mean, they were like, it's once crazy. you got out of Center City, there were some areas that were a little less sparkling. Yeah. But still no hostile. Like everybody's just so fucking nice to each other. Yeah. That's like the biggest, like, um, I don't know if that's like their chip on their shoulder. It's like, everybody thinks we're so nice. It's like fucking take that because I'd rather people and think that we're nice than rude. Like in let New me York. Tell you, going to a concert when you don't have to go through a metal detector and you're not on edge every time somebody moves weird or says something like it was really relaxing. Wow. That's really amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's an interesting factoid that I have because I attended the Love It or Leave It taping like two weeks ago and mm-hmm. they had the Rad Czar. Literally, there's like a person who was appointed for the city of New York to kill off all our rats. Mm-hmm. And what she said was interesting. She said that in Canada, there are less rats because they literally built like a little forest, like a little wall, you know, like kind of like a border wall against rats to get rid of them (laughs) yeah i was like they build a wall to get rid of rats i'm like i could get behind that okay so new yorkers you need to rise up and demand a building of the wall (laughs) exactly that's what she's trying to do and uh it's a great episode so if you check that out love it or leave it it's the new york city episode it's really insightful it's really funny isaac mizrahi is there you were right by the way i did not realize him and ronan broke up and they did yeah they were together for 10 years that's insane. When yeah. I told you that I was seeing so many thirst chats from Ronan, he's like shirtless and going on all these parties, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, without a shirt, w- riding a horse. I was like, is this a Harlequin I mean, romance novel? Like, what he is, is little Frank Sinatra. So, he's you know, so you, do have to, you do have to take he into account so his hot. He is just so hot. Do you it's think that, do you think his book, like the fame from his book ruined their relationship, I wonder? I think that he really wanted to get married. So here's the thing. Ronan, I believe, or at least their point of contention was that he lived in New York and Lovett was in LA for, you know, the the whole crooked media thing. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess maybe it just didn't work out. I don't know. Well, we, we can debate this off the air. I'm sure people don't want to hear it. Um, <laughs> anyway, guys. So we're back. We're here. We're ready to tackle. Let's jump in, shall we? Yes, please. So I, I did the notes here. We're going to go character by character and then talk about each character. So some of the storylines are going to cross over mm-hmm. and that's fine. 
We're going to start with something that I felt was a real nothing burger, and that was Anthony's storyline. <laughs> but so, I love Mary Clinton, though. He's I so love funny. him, too. God love him. He has been a saving grace in yes. this entire season. So he's fielding a million calls for Giuseppe. Everyone wants Giuseppe to deliver the goods, if you know what mm-hmm. I mean. He walks in, and he shows Anthony how to knead bread, and he does it in a ghost fashion right yeah with like the pot with the, the pot yeah i'm high no with the pottery you know the pot the, wheel yes so in the movie ghost there's that famous scene where patrick swayze is behind demi Moore and he's guiding her hands through the pottery i mean it was part of our sexual awakening as gen xers nobody saw that and didn't somehow say i need to get me a potter's wheel immediately yeah, definitely. We had that option in college. It was like a pottery class or whatever. And I wanted to do it so bad, but I just couldn't fit it in my schedule with, you know, my theater and my photography. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, And then you it. would need to find a ghost to do it with. Exactly. So. There weren't any hot ghosts at the time. <laughs> no. I'll never forget, just very quickly. Shout out to Jake and Matt, our our reality gays who we love so much. I'm worried. Oh, you shirt. got the shirt off. There you go. We I'll never forget, they had a whole episode where they had a very deep discussion of what which ghosts they would hook up with. And it was fantastic. <laughs> oh, gotta love them. Anyway, so Giuseppe tells Anthony that he's gay. And Anthony tries to fire him immediately. He freaks out. The next day, Giuseppe comes back. Anthony's like, I said I would fire you and give you a month's pay. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? They make out and then Giuseppe quits. So what are your thoughts on this relationship? Well, the fact that he would be gay, I was like, I wasn't that shocked because Mm -hmm. I'm like, it has to be like a love interest for Anthony because he's so freaking hot. Like, come on. Yep. I know the hot guys in New York are unattainable because you're gay. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't know the like, do we need this? I I guess we do. I guess we need like a nice storyline to see Anthony moving on. Right, because as we know, you know, um, Stanford is up in Asia doing God knows what. Mm-hmm. May he rest in peace, Willie Garson. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so I, I guess we're going to have to go to Charlotte next. Oh, I When I told you that her storyline made me sad, it legitimately like knocked the wind out of me. And this I, is... It was mm, not good. I I have so many thoughts on this. For those of you who don't know, I wrote a book called Fat Girl Skinny all about not being able to accept your body and food addiction. And, you know, Leslie's written extensively about this kind of stuff as well. Yeah. We are not into diet culture. Not Trying at all. Trying to rail against that shit. I am still, you know, I've even flirted with the idea of going back into treatment because my anorexia is like, full on back like there's no denying it I've lost so much weight and it's not on purpose it's just my brain uh, you know it's easy to kind of fall back into that so when I said that that scene made me sad it it really like knocked the wind out of me and after that I had to stop that episode for a little bit because I just wanted to cry I wanted Mm -hmm. to cry because I'm like I've had those moments girl I feel the same thing like I work so hard to accept and love my body and it's daily a fight it is daily a fight and when you see someone buy into it you just want 
you just want to hug them and like pull them out of it if that makes sense and Kristen davis looks amazing she is gorgeous i'm so glad she's lighting up on the fillers on the face because now her Mm -hmm. face moves and she's just Mm -hmm. she's so beautiful she doesn't need any of that shit so i get it because i guess women at that age are feeling like, you know, I've had kids and maybe my body's not the same. Well, and but... she says something about menopause. So let's talk yeah. about the story and then we'll get into it. So she gathers the family and Richard Burton notice to announce that she's going back to work full time. And the kids are like, yay, you'll never be around. I, I totally feel this. Yeah. And she's feeling, you could see it in her face. Like she's feeling like this should be a more impactful statement to you guys than it is. And that's upsetting. And Harry says, she says, Harry, you'll have to pick up the slack. And he's like, of course I will. And then later she and LTW go shopping for her outfit for work. And Charlotte stuffs herself into a dress that doesn't fit. And I literally wrote, oh, no, please do not go here. No, 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 no. Oh, we're here. Yeah. So take her size up. It's and I forget what size she's even trying to get into. It's like a six or an eight or something. So later Charlotte's trying on the dress at home and she says the belt is riding up. She eventually finds a little photo of herself that's like her thin spiration. This all needs to stop. Mm-hmm. Harry says, lose the belt. And she says, no, I need to lose the belly. I've been doing a bone broth cleanse for like a week. You haven't noticed. Harry thinks she looks great. Charlotte calls Anthony at some point, complains she can't lose weight. And then we have Charlotte going to work and she has a girdle on and she can't breathe. She gets to work. This is so, this made me so angry as you can imagine. Oh, everything's fine because there's a fat girl. So there's somebody here that's fatter than me. So I'm fine now. I don't know if they intended it that way, but as a fat girl myself, I am enraged and I'm angry over it. I got so mad because of that mm-hmm. actress's styling because I felt like you could wear whatever you want, but the clothes were not flattering on her and her hair was a mess. It's like she can't be well put together. And she's a beautiful woman. She's a beautiful woman. She didn't need to look all raggle mouth muffin. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's like yeah. they could, she could have worn that outfit and looked a little more flattering. Her hair could have been done up. But mm-hmm. it was kind of mm-hmm. like, is she like the intern or something? Like the fat intern that they just hired to make people feel better about themselves? Because everybody else is like a model in there. Charlotte does not feel better until she sees that. And I don't know what Michael Patrick fucking King. Listen, Michael Patrick King, come closer. Mm-hmm. Keep women's bodies out of your fucking typewriter or whatever you're writing this No, on, I believe okay? that he's writing on a typewriter. Like, do not attempt this do not just don't just i'm so angry over it leslie i was enraged when i saw it when i first saw that actress come down the stairs i was like oh is she supposed to be like the intern it's gonna be like oh this is okay and it's like no she's actually someone of power and i'm like and why does she look like that if everybody else is dressed like models why isn't she wearing a more flattering outfit like, yeah, you can still have a crop top, but yeah. look a little more professional. Because she did not look like she belonged in that scene compared to the other women. I just felt like, take a fucking note, writers, okay? Fat people don't exist to make thin people feel better about themselves. And that's exactly the message you're sending. Yeah. If it's a message that you're not intending, you're sending it anyway. Mm-hmm. So we need to see a little more... 
I don't know, maybe internal dialogue, like maybe we can, so you can somehow telegraph to us that, because I know this is what they're going to say. I didn't listen to the whole podcast, but I know they're going to say that Charlotte realizes she's being ridiculous and here's somebody of a bigger size who embraces their body. Yeah. And that's so freeing for Charlotte. Okay. That did not translate on screen. No, I did not. We didn't see that. So we need better writing. I mean, we just need better writing, period. But we need better writing around this whole thing. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm off of it. <laughs> it was really upsetting. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm -hmm. And this whole storyline with this, you need to fit into this fucking dress and you need to go on a bone broth diet. All this shit is the shit we grew up with. It is plausible that Charlotte would have that in her psyche mm -hmm. from the world she grew up in and the age that she is. But, like, where are her friends to be like, stop it. Stop it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Or her daughters. Like, my daughters would be all over me if I was doing a bone broth diet. They'd, They'd be, be like, like what's wrong no. with you? Mm -mm, mm -mm. All right. You ready to go over to Miss Miranda Hobbs? She's finally back, you guys. She's back. So, Miranda's at her internship. And we meet these two girls. And they're eating a cookie. And they offer her half of the cookie, literally out of their mouths. I would never take Was that I? cookie. <laughs> the internship is at the Human Rights Watch. And remember, this was the big, I'm, I'm guessing this was the big internship, right? That she yes, the one that for she gave up for Che and had to grovel to get back. Yeah. So these, I don't understand much of this legal speak here, but there's something about citations. I don't know what's happening. Maybe you know, Leslie, because you're in that world. Well, just in research in general, it's like you got to make sure that all the, you know, references are correct and all these things because they are pro. It's like, why are they doing this manually? There are programs that you can run <laughs> this shit by. Do they not know this? <laughs> Well, MPK probably doesn't know. So then it doesn't exist if he doesn't know it. All right. So she is asked to take notes at some prestigious meeting by her boss. And these interns who've been there forever, or a couple of years, I mean, not forever, a couple months, maybe even. And they're like in their early 20s. They're like, what the fuck? Oh, she gets to go take notes. Blah, blah, blah. So later... The interns are mean to her because she got to go on the U.S. mission and it's only her day one. And they're clearly, this was a good scene where they're texting about her. Yeah, I've seen people do that. <laughs> I've seen people do, do I've done it. I'm guilty of it. Um, it's happened. I mean, I, I hope I'm a little more subtle when I'm doing it. And it's not to be a mean girl, but I've yeah. done it like in situations where somebody's doing something scary or crazy over here. And you're texting your friend like, oh, my God, what is happening right now? Yeah, I don't have subtlety because I'm Dominican. So I just turn to my friend and speak in Spanish about that. They're like, what the fuck? There you the go. Loca. Oh, my God. There you go. There you go. So Miranda asks, Miranda asks if they're texting about her. And they're, they're like, no, of course not. Later, she's working and she tells one of the younger girls that she's made a mistake on the citation. And the girl goes, oh, I guess you're just perfect, Miranda. Miranda says, actually, I'm a sexually confused alcoholic in the middle of a divorce. And they're both like, huh, okay. <laughs> then Miranda's boss comes out and announces she's going on maternity leave and she's chosen Miranda to take her place. Miranda's not comfortable with it, but the boss is like, you've been a lawyer and you graduated like top of your class at Harvard, dude. You can, 
you got this. You can yeah. run the citation department at Human Rights Wealth, whatever it is. Health, wealth, I don't know. No clue. Human, Human Rights, Rights Watch. I knew it was a W. Watch um, 101. Yes. Yes. Like, so Miranda's okay. So what did you think about this scene? Are we seeing Miranda back? I feel like Miranda's finally owning her mistakes and what she did. And I like the idea that, you know, last episode, she did kind of try to put herself out there with women to see maybe this is what I should be doing. I should have been doing it all along. You know, this is a new me. I'm exploring this side of myself. So I like that they didn't just drop and have her chase some dong. So that's good. So she is sexually confused at this point and it's fair for her to say that oh yeah she's an alcoholic let's call that back yeah i forgot all about that that convenient alcoholism that reared its head in season one um okay so that's that's enough with miranda right now um so later we see seema and we don't have a ton of her we see her at her office and a co-worker asks her to handle some annoying director and i guess this guy's supposed to be hot yeah, what is it with these guys that are supposed to be hot that I'm not finding hot? Is it because they're not my my type, my demographic? Like, I don't understand. I There's don't understand. This bicycle guy wasn't hot either. No. I don't I don't know. And Carrie could pull a little better, and so could Seema could pull Giuseppe if she wanted to. Jesus Christ. Seema is Samantha. Because first of all, she now has this, I was like, when did she get this office? We've never seen this. Who are these people? What is happening? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll talk about Carrie in a minute, but it's important to talk about this scene. Later, Carrie sees Seema at the salon, and Seema avoids her. Now, we saw earlier when Carrie was doing the wee-wee-wee with her and Aiden that Seema was starting to get a little uncomfortable with it. Yeah. So something was going on. Now, they're at the salon. Carrie is right next to her. And Seema hears her voice, gets up, and tries to sneak out. Carrie sees her, and she's like, what the fuck? What are you doing? (laughs) And Seema goes, we have to talk, and it's a conversation we have to have outside. I will tell you what the writer should have had this conversation be. How great would it have been if Seema was like, I hooked up with Aiden? (laughs) That's what I thought it was going to be. Like this. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Oh my God. Or I slept with big, like something great, you know? (laughs) So what is her big reveal? Oh, I can't do the Hamptons house anymore because I don't want to be a part of a, a we, like, I don't want to be a third wheel. I want it to be hot girl summer or whatever. And Aiden's just going to throw a wrench in it. And Carrie's like, Oh, come on. You'll love him. And Seema goes, but I won't love how I feel about myself around him. That's really fair. Good? I mean, it's oh, I fair. That was a bit much. Well, if I mean, at her age, I feel like she should, I don't know. I feel like she's so much more mature than that. But I could see that like if you're like in your 20s or in your 30s and you and your girlfriends are planning this whole thing and then your one friend is all like wee, 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 wee with her boyfriend. And you're like, dude, you're mm-hmm. going to ruin our, our hot girl summer. You know, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I see it in that aspect, but she's a, she's an adult. No, I get what you're saying and I agree with you, but to say, I don't love how I feel about myself around him was real weird. She's never met him to be like, I don't right. like the way I feel around him. And she's like, like, talk about making this all about you. Just be like, I don't want to like the whole point of me asking you is that you were single and I was single. Yeah. 
And now that's changed, so the plans have changed. Like, done. So, <laughs> Seema says, you've had these great two loves, these two great loves, and I've had none. And I don't want to do this summer, so I canceled it. And Seema says, I need space. And Carrie says, no, please, no, don't pull away from me. And I just wrote, this is wild. I don't know what's happening here. This is Samantha, because she is pretty much um, putting everything that she felt towards Samantha, like she didn't fight it hard enough to keep their friendship. And so mm-hmm. she didn't want to give Seema her space. But then mm-hmm. I guess in a moment of clarity, it was like, okay, I'll let her go because, you know, I can't force this. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's everybody aside from Carrie, right? Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, let's get into well, we it, have, shall we? Well, Che kind of... Che, I have know. Che built in there. Okay, yeah. yeah. Che, ironically, one of the least annoying characters this episode. Che was actually enjoyable. <laughs> I was like, Wait, oh my God. Wait, say that again, Leslie? Say that again? Che was enjoyable in this episode. Wow. Okay. When Che right. was walking around, trying on Carrie's shit, I loved it. That's me. Okay. That's what I would do. If I was in Carrie Bradshaw's apartment, I'd be doing all that shit. What if you were in Amy Archer's apartment? Would you be walking around like trying on my $10 face cream from Target and stuff? No, but I'd be playing with your dogs. <laughs> <laughs> when I used to go to my sister's, like I love going to my sister's because she has the best products. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I'm totally like taking a shower here and using her shampoo and her cream and you know, everything else. All right, so Carrie and Aiden haven't been out of bed in days. Now, you know I'm an Aiden fan. I love mm-hmm. John Corbett. I don't need to see this. <laughs> I don't need to see him in his tight boxer briefs. I just don't. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. So today he's leaving, and Aiden tells her about his farm and how he has chickens and how this chicken would go into his son Wyatt's room and go up on the bed and lay an egg there. And it's an 1860 classic red brick farmhouse in Norfolk. Okay. He invites Carrie to go with him and meet his boys. And she said she would like that. Okay. At lunch, she tells the girls she's going to go back to Virginia after Aiden comes and visits again, which is in two weeks. We learn that he has three boys. 14, 17, 20. Carrie says she's still traumatized from that trip upstate to his cottage, which I'm going to have to have you fill us in on. Okay. Yes. Just hold that thought. And she compares the house to one in the movie Howard's End and says even the commutes are similar. And if Emma Thompson can commute for Anthony Hopkins, I can commute for Aiden. So what is the, tell us the story about Aiden's cabin in the woods. Okay, Just so the, this, the quick story of it. So this is season four. Um, I think it, this episode, because it was like a few episode arc, but this one was Sex in the Country. And this is where she decides to finally go to Aiden's place, which is like a shithole for her. 
it was a horrible experience. There was a squirrel. And that's what she famously says, like, squirrels are just rats with a cuter outfit. That's where that yeah, comes from, okay, which I've used okay. ever since. Because I agree the squirrel with that. was mm-hmm. coming into the window. And he's like, that's my squirrel. She's like, that's your squirrel? Like, no. Okay. So the whole time she was there, she kept finding issues with the house. It was mm-hmm. like he was telling her, like, help me move this around. And then she falls into like um like a puddle of mud. Like it's this whole thing. And he basically mm-hmm. tells her, just admit it, you hate the house. And then she finally says, I hate the house. So it's very green acres. Would you say it's very green acres? Yes. And there's also like another part where Samantha kind of goes up there and she hooks up with like a you know, <laughs> a young McDonald. I think that's what they refer to oh, as because okay. he's just like a hot guy who, you know, all of a sudden Samantha was like, hey, this is a hot guy. No strings attached in the country. And then he's like, so what are we doing next weekend? And she's like, oh, hell no. I can't do this wee, wee, wee thing. So similar to Seema with the wee thing. But yeah, so essentially she hated every aspect of that. She hated everything that he would do for her. Like, you know, with the apartment, when they lived there and everything. So Mm -hmm. when he mentioned having a farm, I was like, that makes sense. That tracks for Aiden. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But Carrie is not a farm person. So well, it was she, interesting. she wasn't. She wasn't. And now she right. says, okay, I'm ready to do this. Okay. I got you. Thank you for that. My sex in the city expert. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. So. And this, I think in this episode where she goes to like a drive through and she asks for like cheeseburgers or like a cosmopolitan or something. That's like another mm, famous okay. little thing. I'm sure I've seen it. I've seen the entire series. It's just been so long. It just instantly popped into my head while I was watching. And I was like, wait a minute. They need to mm-hmm. refer to the fact that she hated his last place. Yes. So Charlotte's over the moon happy for Carrie, of course, because Charlotte loves love. Mm-hmm. And Miranda has her resting bitch face on, as always. And Aiden wants, Carrie tells them Aiden wants to take all the girls for dinner. And Seema seems weirdly annoyed, which we find out why later. She did not bang Aiden, as I thought. <laughs> Now we have the scene everybody's talking about in Backdoor Friends. Guys, if you are not in our Facebook group, Backdoor Friends, you may not realize what a stir this caused. But yeah. people are outraged. And I I have some thoughts. And as always, I'm going to land somewhere in the middle, like Libras always do. So Miranda and Carrie are walking down the street. Miranda's telling her she got the internship back. She's thrilled. She begged for it. And, you know, she's happy that she'll be helping to do some good in the world. And now Miranda brings up Aiden, of course, because she has to be the wet blanket over everything. And she's like, I feel like you're moving so fast. Should you take a beat here? I mean, you didn't even know that you were Googling houses in Vancouver or in in England. England." Yeah, I think it was England. Yeah. And Caden says, or Caden, whoa, new couple name. New couple name, Caden. There you go. mm -hmm. So Carrie says, Aiden and I are very much in the present and I've been having orgasms like nobody's fucking business, like even bigger orgasms than with Big and with Aiden himself. So she says maybe because of Big, she never allowed herself to truly feel the connection she had with Aiden. And she goes, I've been asking myself, was Big a big mistake? And I just wrote, OMG. In all capital letters, Miranda is speechless. Okay. So, Leslie, I'm going to let you speak first because okay. you listen to the writer's room and you have a lot of thoughts on this. Is this, let, let me just posit it to you this way. Is this just, 
we've all you've been divorced i've been divorced we've Mm -hmm. been in that place right yeah carrie obviously was widowed so it is different but it's grief all the same i don't know about you but when i got divorced i looked up an ex-boyfriend and i went back to that well (laughs) and it doesn't take you long to realize why you didn't pick that person however could she be in that spot you know could she could she be like this is my comfort I needed this. I have. I predict that she and Aiden are going to break up. This is not end game for them. But what are your thoughts? Okay, so my initial thought was I actually appropriated a gay gasp because I was like, <gasps> you know, it was okay. like a really okay. big, loud, mm-hmm. dramatic, and fabulous gasp. You know, mm-hmm. I did that, and then I paused because we actually got screeners, you guys. That was freaking awesome. I was excited. I was. Excited. I was so excited. So mm-hmm. I saw this like way before all of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways. I gasped and I was like, what is happening? It's mm-hmm. normal to have kind of that idea, but I think sure. that what people are really harping on, it's like, you're telling me that the last 30 years were a mistake. You kept going back to this guy that treated you like shit. Big was a fuck boy. You don't marry a fuck boy, mm-hmm. but she did. Mm-hmm. And then when you marry a fuck boy, you know what happens? God gets mad and he kills him on a Peloton. So that's what happens. Oh, oh okay. That's what happens. Right, so good. don't marry a fuck boy. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. But seriously, it's normal to think that. But the fact that she said it was kind of jarring because she always chose big over anyone, over her friends, over her happiness, over mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And then in the writer's room, they're all like, you know, we had this moment where when they said it out loud at the, you know, the round table, the, you know, whatever the reading thing that they do, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everyone gasped and we were like, are we going to go there? Is this like fair to say? So they, of course they justify it, saying it that now it's more about her and Aiden now rather than in the past. And I don't know. See, I think it's totally... I, believe it or not, think this is very believable. It is believable, yeah. Like I said, this is, I think this is still part of her grief. Probably, because she's going back to someone Mm -hmm. that she was Mm -hmm. comfortable with. Yes. Yeah, and I think that, here's what I, if the writers have any sense, I think this is one way they could take it, in that this time, Aiden breaks up with her. Or it's mutual. Like, they get the closure that they always wanted. Maybe Aiden's like, you know what? I thought that this was real, but, like, who are we kidding? Like, you're just still grieving for John. Or you're, you know what I mean? Like, you're trying to distract yourself from the grief. And I'm not the answer to that. And so this is not the right time for us. And they break up. That's how it has to end. Like, I love Aiden, but I've always said... That Big was better for Carrie because that's who Carrie is. Aiden's better for Amy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's what it's who I would have chosen. It's right. who I found attractive. But Big was a better match for Carrie. And so, but to to have that dark thought, like there is not a parent on this planet who has not said to one of their girlfriends in their darkest moment, sometimes I wonder if I should have had kids. <laughs> there's not one parent could <laughs> not say that you know after weeks and weeks and weeks of a colicky baby or a teenager driving you crazy like it's okay to say that thing that yeah. and best friend it's okay 
we saw that with Charlotte in the second movie when she was overwhelmed by yes. the kids. Yes. And Miranda yeah. was kind of like, you need to, it's okay to feel this way, which is, yes, it's normal. But I think that the writers are kind of pushing this along to being like her happily well, ever after. That's the thing. And then Carrie says later to Aiden when Che annoyingly says, why didn't you two work out? Which Che learned some, uh, never mind. They're, they are annoying this episode. Um, I was Carrie like, says, no. Carrie <laughs> says, I made a mistake. To him. And I don't think she should have said that. Because also, as much as, like, I just confess that parents say those really dark things sometimes. There's also no earth where a parent would not say. And I have one of my very good friends has children with someone who is a disaster. They would tell you, I would never not have that relationship. Because that is what brought me to my children. Right. And Aiden, I'm sure, would not wish away his three children. That's the thing. And I feel like, okay, if you want to justify this and say, like, well, she needed to be with Big because at the time that's who she was meant to be with. Mm -hmm. And Aiden needed to move on from Carrie because he wanted the wife and kids, something that Carrie could not provide him with. He wanted the granola. Yeah. And she was not into that. She was not into that. And, you know, this is something like Timmy and I did this. Like we were very good friends. We kind of liked each other in school, but like the timing was never right. And then when we were 30 and we have lived, Mm -hmm. like we came back together and we were different people and we were like, okay, now this can work like that. I would believe, but like her just like, so, so what I'm saying is a lot of, I'm listening to a lot of other pods and they're all very critical of Carrie saying like, Carrie would never do this. Carrie would never do that. Carrie'd never want me as kids. She'd never want to go to the farmhouse. She'd never yeah. want this. This character is 25 years older than we left her. Exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? Has really been humbled by the death of her husband. Like, it is possible that 55-year-old Carrie would want to go to a farmhouse. Yeah, because she know. did the whole big relationship, the big yeah. love of my life, the whole living in this city having all this money. She did all of that. Maybe she needs to be a little more humble and live Mm -hmm. in a fucking farmhouse. Like people change in 25 years. I, I, I'm a good example of this. When we were in Toronto, I was like, you know, in my twenties, all I wanted to do was live in a big city. That's all I want to do. Get the hell out of where I am and live in a big city. And that didn't happen for me. And now I go to a big city and I'm like, I could never live in a big city. (laughs) Never (laughs) live now like put me on my little farm like so i've changed i mean it happens so there are parts of ourselves that we stay true to and i'm sure carrie will always be like a fashionista and always have a like like the city girl yes see because i even tried that whole thing like maybe you know it's time i grow up and leave new york and try to be somewhere new york i did not it didn't work for me i had to come back I agree with you there. Like, I'm not saying she should leave New York or that she would be happy leaving New York. But could she visit Aiden and like his kids? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But I still don't think they should end up together. I really don't. And I kind of don't want to see her meeting his kids. I'm not interested in that. No. I do want to see the farmhouse just because I like (laughs) (laughs) But that... So that's my take on it. Like, I think... She's in a weird grief spot. She's going back to the well. She's, she's, you know, doing that what if that we yeah. all do. 
Because also there's probably a part of her brain that's like, if I had chosen Aiden and had different life, I wouldn't have suffered that loss of Ben. Right. Do you know what I mean? There's that too. But I don't know. I think people are just freaking out over nothing. I think this is going to be, we're just going to see that it's part of her grief. That's what I'm hoping. It's part of her journey. And I don't trust these writers, so who knows? I think they want to write this as her happily ever after. And it's like, I, it's not fair. Why do you get two bites of the apple? Three bites at a, of the apple. Because this is mm-hmm. be the third time. This is why I did not want Aiden to come back. Because after the second time, season four, when she broke his fucking heart, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm done with this. Leave Aiden in the past. And then that abomination that is the second movie, which I try not to think about, <laughs> but I always creep back up. I'm like, why are we doing this again? So let me ask you something. If they ended it the way that I had posited, if Caden ended the way that I posited <laughs> by saying, by having him recognize like this is not right would she you feel needs, better with that she needs to be brought back down to earth he needs to break her heart like i don't want to do that. i don't want to be mean about it but i feel like a part of me was like do you think that he's doing this so he could finally be the one to end things to move on from her i, I don't i don't know if it's that malicious i just i don't even think it's premeditated i just think he will because he's he has more objectivity in this yeah because he's not in grief i think he will be the one to say we're just trying to relive a fantasy here and it's just not gonna work i don't know what the 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 impetus for that is gonna be i think he might think that like big's ghost is like still haunting her or them or something yeah maybe and maybe it'll be something with the apartment. Like, maybe he'll be like, I can't ask you to give up your apartment, but I clearly can't get over it either. And maybe this is just a sign that, you know, big is still too big in your life for us yeah. to... I don't know. I, here I am writing the script. I don't know what's going to happen. But that's that's where I stand. I, I'm saying it is realistic that somebody would have these thoughts. It is realistic that somebody would ask the question. I'm sure in her heart of hearts, she knows it was not a mistake. And... I'm sure Aiden believes that as well because we don't want to erase his three children. I'm sure they're right. lovely. And um, I think I think it's just going to be she's fooling herself right now. Yeah. That's that's my hot take. Okay. So now we're going to go over to Che. And Che is working at the vet store again because <laughs> they're, they're broke. And Carrie stops by to take Che for lunch, but there's an ulterior motive. Che, well, first of all, Che can't go because they need to work through lunch to get that time and a half. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it turns out Carrie wants to Airbnb Che's place for she and Aiden when Aiden is in town. And then she says that Che can stay at her house when, like at Carrie's house, when they're at Che's. Yeah. So later we see Carrie and Aiden check into Che's apartment and they have to pretend to be cousins. There are no, Che is a bad airbnb because there are no, there's no couturement. There's nothing. No. Nothing. There's not even a dish in the fucking cabinet. So they have to go houseware shopping, or housewares shopping and completely furnish this Airbnb. And did and, you, I love the Rocky Horror reference though. Yes. Brad and Janet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Doug, Brad, and Janet. And then also like the Mommy Dearest with the wire hangers. I was like, this is the gayest reference ever yep. i live yep yep 
Um, we see, like you mentioned, Chase at Carrie's using all of her products and trying on her stuff. And just I, I would do life. that. I kind of mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. So Che heads over to Aiden and Carrie's, and well, it's really her. It's really Chase's house, and they've practically refurnished the place. I mean, they have a small appliances they've put on the countertops. I, I think I saw a mixer. I don't know what's going on. A Keurig, I think. Yeah. And Che asked the horrific question of why didn't you two work out the first time? And Carrie says, because I made a big mistake. And they hug. Again, Aiden should have said, well, not really. Um, Let's ask my kids what they think about the big mistake. (laughs) So then we have the last scene. The last scene is the girls are at dinner and Aiden is charming them. And then we see Seema show up late. They're talking about this chicken. They can't let it go. Who puts the chicken on the bed? Or how does the chicken get up on the bed to lay the egg? Like, were you finding that joke funny? Because I was not. Not at all. Not at all. There was no road for the chicken to cross. What is this? Yeah. Oh, now we have to put you into the equation of what comes first, the chicken or the egg. Okay. Calm down, MPK. (laughs) So later we see, I really am coming for him this episode. He does not want to listen to this. I really hope he doesn't listen to this. I thought He's not listening. Thank you You for keeping these characters alive. I appreciate it. Do you think he listens to anyone else's perspective? Of course not. Well, well, he does. When he needs to shame us for not liking his characters, then Mm -hmm, yes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he does listen. Fair. So later we see Carrie pick up uh, the book Howard's End off her bookshelf, and she heads out the door to Aiden's farm. And she says, this is the worst and just like that we've ever gotten. And just like that, I went to Aiden's farm. It wasn't Howard's End. It was better. It was Caden's new beginning. She doesn't say Caden. She says it was our new beginning. Yeah. And that's it. What'd you think of that last scene? First of all, Carrie Bradshaw going to a farm for a week with one suitcase. That's so unrealistic. Come on. Carrie needs like 20 suitcases. I went to Toronto for two days and brought a suitcase and an extra bag. (laughs) That's what I would do. Yes. So what do we think? Is she going there? What's happening? Well, clearly she's going to go to the farm, apparently. And because we do see, like, um, I did see kind of like a preview kind of thing. It wasn't mm. included in the in the screener that we got. But I did see, like, on the Max, like, I was watching some previews oh, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they were showing, like, a scene, I guess, in Coney Island with, like, Aiden and Steve. So we will get to see Steve and him kind of bro out. So I'm excited about that. So it seems <laughs> like Aiden will be back. Because remember, there were partners in the Bar Scout. Remember, he did all the yeah. furniture. He was like a silent partner and all that. So that would be interesting to see if that having Aiden bridges the gap and gets Miranda and Steve in a happier, more amicable place. Or, or mm-hmm. is Steve the one who's saying to Aiden, like, well, you've done okay, this so before. Carrie can only be with you because Big's dead? Ooh. Yeah, that'd be interesting. So, yeah, that will be interesting. But we will see Aiden, I guess, throughout the last... How many more episodes we have? About, like, four? It feels like 110. And I'm here (laughs) for every one of them. I love every single one of them. I love talking about this. Me too. I love reading people's outrage. And I love... I belong to, like, four different, like, and just like that, or Sex and the City adjacent groups. Mm -hmm. And people go on, like, dissertations on why they hate a particular plot point 
or something that Carrie did. But the whole thing about like, was big a mistake? Like I could have, I could write a dissertation on that. on just like how people are reacting to this. That has sent the fandom in, in a quite an uproar. Because people are posting clips like, you're telling me this is a mistake? And, you know, it's like Big and her like dancing or something. But I, when I he really was moving. think everybody needs to calm down. Yeah. Like, I think that's, that's an okay thought to have. Yeah. That's just my personal opinion. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, but the, the writers are all for it. They're all excited about it. So, well, that's we'll the see. thing. If it's if it goes down how I think it should, uh, that'll be okay. Mm-hmm. In the end, we will see that Big was not a big mistake, and she realizes, you know, I mean, she's trying to relive something. But I don't trust these writers. I don't trust these writers. They're going to do the wrong thing with this. But also, now I'm thinking, how does Samantha fit into this? Because we all know we all got spoiled that Kim Control has a little cameo. She has like a three-minute phone call. A three-minute phone call. She literally did not shoot with a single actor. She was like acting by herself and she got Kim Fields to like do like her wardrobe. Like it's so wild. And I think that part of her negotiation was to get Mannequin streaming back on Max because it is now. It hadn't been streaming anywhere. No, Jenny and I couldn't find it. We want to do it on Gen X. This is why we couldn't find it. It's on Max now. I was like, did Kim Control negotiate this? Because thank Mm. you. Mm. Okay. All right. I don't know. How does she so, fit into this? That's what I'm so thinking. Do you remember what are some other previews for next week or no? No, not really. I just saw like that kind of brief thing with them having more chats with Aiden, everybody loving Aiden and everybody being all happy. So okay. we'll see where well, that leads. We'll see. We'll see where that leads. All right, Leslie, thank you as always for being patient with me as well while I had my little trip and came back here and um, we're, we we got the screeners. I'm super excited. Thank you to our friends over at uh, Max. And Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. And, Guys, um, we had to supply urine samples, fingerprints. Yeah. DNA like, tests. DNA mm-hmm. tests. We had to like give up our firstborn, which for me is fine because I don't have one. But mm-hmm. poor Amy had to choose between the mm-hmm. twins. It was, it was awful, yeah. but it was worth it, I think. Mm-hmm. Depending on the day, I can make that choice pretty easily. <laughs> Don't listen to this, kids. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, just a reminder, Steph and I will not be covering Yellowstone this week because Stephanie's on vacation at the ranch. No, she's not at the ranch. She is at the beach. And so Ooh. we'll be back with that next week. And Leslie and I will be back again on Friday with yeah another episode of And Just Like That. So keep listening. Leslie, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, you can find me on the socials at Sinister Girls. I'm actually getting ready, like in a little bit, to head out to Barclays to see my New York Liberty. They are playing against the Aces, which are from Vegas, and they're like the mm-hmm. number one team right now. So mm. this is a big matchup because the New York Liberties are number one in the East Conference, and the cool. Aces are in the West. So this is going to be like a bloodbath. I'm here for it. I'm excited. Go women's sports. And sadly, the U.S. women's soccer team did not make it till mm. the end this year. But, you know, it happens. But it's support women's year. sports. Support yes, women's sports. Please. Get them mm-hmm. more money. Agree. All right, guys. And again, if you haven't already, check out our Facebook group, Backdoor Friends. Just slide on in there. Slide on into the back door. We're you there. finally get the reference because I saw Love and Death. <laughs> okay so thanks again for listening guys and we'll see you soon bye
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.